Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's make our confession of faith together. It's at the bottom of the screens. We're going to make it together. Somebody say, I'm ready for the word. Come on, say it with authority. Say, I'm ready for the word tonight. Say, speak, Lord. I'm open and I'm ready. Let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we say have your way. Get the glory out of everything that happens tonight, God. We tell you that we are open and we are ready. God, I pray that you would not let us leave the same way that we came in, God, but that you would answer every prayer, that you would give clarity, that you would give direction, that you would give instruction. And for that, God, our expectation is high. Lift your hands in the building and online. Say, speak, Lord, I need to hear from you. You speak, Lord. I need to hear from you. Come on, open your mouth and worship your God for five seconds like he's about to speak to you, like you're about to hear from God clearly, like he's about to answer prayers, like you're about to walk out of this building and log off online knowing exactly what to do, exactly how to do it, exactly when to do it. Act like October is going to be the best month of your life yet. Act like God is about to make sense out of everything you've been through. In the name of Jesus, come on, five seconds, five, four, let me hear your worship, Atlanta, three, two, come on, somebody say, let's go up. So listen, listen, so we're starting this new series tonight called The God of the Details. Why? Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps. This is so good to me. When God directs your steps, this means, number one, that it doesn't have to make sense to you. And for some of you, you got to hear me. A lot of your life hasn't made sense up to this point, but this month is going to all come together for you. If he directs your steps, this means he directs your starts, he directs your stops, he directs your suddenlies. And watch me, since he directs you, he doesn't have to discuss it with you. Is there anybody where there's some 
some things that have happened in your life that when you look back over it, you're like, why did I go through this? Why did that happen? Why was I in that situation? Wait a minute. Why didn't you protect me from that, God? Why didn't you stop that from happening, God? I thought you were all powerful. Could it be that God had to direct you into some situations and direct you into some circumstances that did not make sense to you? Watch me at that time. But I need you to elbow somebody and say, but it's going to make sense this month. It's going to make sense... Uh-uh, wrong neighbor because they got to say that with some authority and get a praise behind that like they're excited that what they've been wondering for years is finally about to make sense this month does somebody else please say it's about to make sense this month Watch me. It doesn't have to make sense to you in that moment. But what I love about our God is that he never, ever leaves our lives in these places of shambles. You know, if you grew up in church, you heard sayings like this. The Lord works in mysterious ways. It's not that they're mysterious. They're just different. It may not make sense to us in that moment. Even Jesus at one point tells his disciples, what I am doing now, you don't understand it. But you're going to understand it later. And I came to tell some of you, you survived everything that was going to try to keep you from ever understanding. Wait a minute. You survived the abuse, let's talk. You survived the rape, let's talk. You survived the molestation, let's talk. You survived the abuse by your father, the abuse by your mama. You survived everything that the devil threw at you. I need to make sure I'm in the building with some people, watch me, that can say, I have survived some of the things that were supposed to kill me, that were supposed to take me out, that were supposed to make me lose my mind. Every survivor on three, just shout like a survivor. One, two, three, shout right there. I survived it, I survived it. I survived it. Others didn't make it, but I survived it. This from somebody said, you survived it. Watch me. It says he directs the steps of the godly. That word means righteous. So the question is, who's the righteous and who's the godly? Because he limits this verse to only those that are righteous or godly. Romans 3, 22 makes it very clear. He says, but the righteousness of God is by the faith of Yeshua. That's his Hebrew name. Uh, the Messiah unto every person. Pay attention. I'm so grateful that you didn't let religious people who felt like they had a lock on God keep you from church. I'm so glad that you didn't let people, watch me, who tried to judge you because they weren't doing the same thing that you were doing, but they had their own stuff that they were doing. Can we just put a parenthetical insertation right here? I'm so glad that Jesus is not like phony religious people that pretend like they got all their stuff together and they sip tea with Jesus all day, every day. I'm so glad, watch me, that he stooped down low to come get you out of your mess, come get you out of your confusion. The Bible says we were polluted in our own blood, but he came and rescued us. I'm so glad that he doesn't use man's standards in which to rescue us. Is there anybody besides me where you've watched him rescue you out of some stuff that people said you'll never make it out of. You'll never get out of. God will never love you. God will never love you like that. God will never love you like this. I'm so glad that the devil is a liar. Look at the verse. It says, come on, verse. It says, but the righteousness of God is by the faith of Yeshua, the Messiah, unto every person, also upon every person who believes in him. Which means, pay attention, when we believe in the Lord, he makes us godly or righteous so that we can live godly or righteously. Which means I'm not performing to become because I am, I can do. Let me back that thing up. See, if you grew up especially in certain types of traditions, you were always taught to perform so that you would be, instead of recognizing that he made you so that you can be. See, if a fish knows that it's a fish, it just does what fish do. If a chicken knows it's a chicken, it just does what chickens do. If a cow knows it's a cow, it just does what cows do. Watch me. When you know who you are, it automatically changes what you do, which means I'm not trying to perform for him because he's already made me righteous. I can live righteously because he's already washed me. Watch me. There's 
some stuff I don't even want to get in no more. Why? Because once you get washed and clean, I ain't trying to be around that mess. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. What does this mean? This means that when Jesus died on that cross 2,000 years ago and they hung him high and stretched his wine and he bowed his head and for you and me he died. He made us righteous and he made us godly, which means everything I do every day is only acting out of who he already made me to be, not me trying to become something to impress him. You impressed him before he ever sent you. He loved you before he ever sent you. Watch me. Before you ever had an issue, he loved you. Before you ever had a condition, he loved you. And I came to tell some God loves him some you. I wish that you just took somebody close to you. Say, God loves him some you. He loves him. He can't get enough of you. That's why the Bible says that he's passionate about you. He's concerned about you. Matter of fact, I got a scripture to help you. I got a scripture to help you. I got a scripture to help you. We'll get to it in a minute. Look at the rest of Psalm 37, 23. It says he delights. Here it is. In every detail of their lives. Would you look at the person next to you say, God's into you like that. Ooh, y'all too quiet for me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Look at somebody else say, he's into you like that. See, this is why you got to be careful when you're around people who aren't really into you. Watch me, because I have a God that's into the details of me like that. He knows, watch me, when something ain't right. He knows when somebody that says something that makes me want to snap, cracker and pop. Watch me, he's into the details of my life. I, this means God says, I don't just know you, but I know the number of the hairs that are on your head. I numbered them. So I know when hair number 1,453,922 falls out of your head. I know everything about you. I know the nuances about you. I know the details tells about you. I know where you're supposed to be. I know where you're supposed to go. I know who you're not supposed to be with. You are not some accident that's just a bump on the log going through life. God says, I'm into the details of your life. And then this month of October, all of these details, the good, the bad, and the ugly, are finally about to make sense. Now, Atlanta, I ain't coming to play with you. I'm almost done. Would you just touch somebody close to you and say, it's about to make sense this month. You're going to know why you had to be born or who you were born. You're going to want to, you're going to know why you had to grow up in the city you grew up in. You're going to know why you went through some of the circumstances that you went through. Please find the most radical person close to you. Say, October, it's going to make sense for you. God, we got to find that good neighbor. Too much going on over there. I need you to touch somebody else close to you, please. And tell them, say, it's going to make sense to you this month. You ready? Watch me. He delights. He's into, look at me, every detail. Every detail. See, you, you complaining about, I wish I wasn't this size. God is like, that's exactly the size I need you to be. I wish I wasn't this skin tone. God says, that's exactly the skin tone you need you to be. I wish I didn't talk like that. God says, that's exactly the way you're not listening to me. God says, every nuance about you is exactly the detail that I wanted it to be. Because what I created you to do requires you to be packaged a certain way. Let's talk. What I created you to do requires you to speak a certain way. What I created you to do requires you to think a certain way. You can't think like the people you grew up with. That's why some of them don't like you now. And they'll say, you just think you're all that. You said that. I didn't say that. you just bougie. You said that. I didn't say that. I just recognize that I'm not like everybody else. And I'm not trying to be like everybody else. Because if I live like no one else, one day I get to live like no one else. He delights he delights. He's into you like that. The details of their lives. Now check this out. If he directs the steps, say he directs my steps. If he's directing your steps, what happens when you don't follow the directions? You ready for this? Now Atlanta, if y'all don't shout off for this, listen. No, you, look, that ain't no option. You finna shout off for this, okay? We finna shout together. Say what happens 
but I don't follow the directions. Look at the screen. Bible says, watch me, that he, go to the verse. The Bible says this, that, watch me, the next verse, please. The Bible says that when I said my feet are slipping, your mercy, O Lord, continues to hold me up. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of y'all are a little too arrogant like you got to where you are by yourself. And I need you to make sure you ain't sitting next to an arrogant somebody. Just touch your neighbor and say, God held you up. Even when you didn't follow directions. You weren't supposed to marry that person, but he kept you. You weren't supposed to make that move, but he kept you. You weren't supposed to be around them, but he kept you. He's been holding you up. Uh, lay your hands on yourself say, God kept you. Wait a minute, Atlanta. We're about to move on. But I'm just thankful for his keeping power. He kept you in your right mind. Didn't let you commit suicide. Didn't let you take the bottle of pills. Oh, my God. Somebody shout, he kept me. Shout it again. Shout, he kept me. Okay. Okay, let's go. Okay, you be seated. Let me see it. Let me see it. Because sometimes... So many Christians are, I just don't want to make the wrong mistake. I just don't want to do the wrong thing. I just don't want to take the wrong thing. Watch me. God says, I built in room for you. I built in room for you. Pay attention to where even if your feet are slipping, I'll give you mercy. What's mercy? Mercy is when God blocks something negative that you do deserve. Grace is when God gives you something good that you don't deserve. Y'all better talk to me tonight. So God says, my feet are slipping. He says, when I said my feet are slipping, he's saying, in other words, you were doing something you had no business doing. Where are the honest people beside me that can say, we've loved the Lord, but even after loving the Lord, we didn't done some stuff we didn't have no business doing. But you look at your neighbor and say, say, if you only knew, if you only knew, if you only knew, my feet are slipping, but your mercy, which means I deserve something bad. I deserve something horrible. I deserve death, but you continue to hold me up. And this is why, watch me, this is why the enemy can't stand you. Because every time he felt like he had you, God held you up. Every time he felt like it was over for you, God, he held you up. Bishop, what's that sound? That's the sound of somebody that recognizes I didn't hold myself up because I didn't even know I needed to be held up. It's the sound of somebody that says it was God that held me up. So listen, we're almost to where we need to go. Your life isn't accidental. It's divinely providential. Romans 8, 28 says this. And we know with great confidence, a great confidence. That God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for those who love God. Anybody love him? With no music to hide behind, just let your worship reflect how much you love him right there. In this building and online, with no music to hide behind. Don't hide behind the band. Let your sound be the band. Let your sound be the praise. Come on, somebody say, I love him, 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 I love him. I love him. I love him because he first loved me. I love him because when others walk away, he steps in. I love him because when others turn their back on you, he'll be the friend that's sick as closer than a brother. I love him because he keeps making ways out of no ways. I love him because he keeps opening. I wish I had some people that loved him. You ready? And not just loves what he does for you. There's a difference between people loving you and loving what you do for them. And this is the challenge every gifted, every anointed, every talented, every skilled person has to deal with. Is that people will tell you that they love you, but what they really love is what you do for them. It's not you that they love. They love what you do. So when you don't do what you do, then all of a sudden they don't do what they did. 
Somebody open your mouth and say, but I love him. I love him. I, I love me some God. I love God. You don't love God? Let's go. To those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. If you're born, you're called according to his plan and his purpose. Because Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means before you ever got a body, you existed. Which means, uh, watch me, uh, you did not become a living being at conception. You existed pre-conception. Because he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. I'm so into the details of you. I even picked the womb you come in here. I'm so into the details of you. I even picked the father that you would be birthed in the earth through. Watch me. This is why you need to free up some of your mama and your daddy. Watch me. Because there was something that God needed them to give to you, which is why you're here. And for some of you, like, I don't even know that guy. I don't know. Guess what, baby? That's because you're the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. Maybe you didn't have a good mother and father. That's okay. God sent you to be the interruption in the bloodline. Please touch somebody close to you. Say, you're the interruption. Let's go. And we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work what? Together. He causes all things to work together. God is like, God is a builder. God is a builder. God is a builder. I ain't even put this on, but you know what it is. Okay? He's a builder. Say so he constructs things. Come on. Say so, so he's a builder. Okay. Well, what does this mean? What does this mean? If he's a builder, that means he has tools that he will use that can take the good the bad, the ugly, and the ratchet. Who's she ratchet? The good, the bad, the ugly, and the ratchet. He will make these things do what? Work together. Look at the verse. He causes, which means, which means you couldn't do this on your own. You didn't know how to take a divorce and make it be what was supposed to be negative, be the best thing that could have ever had. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You didn't know how to take a bankruptcy and turn it into the biggest breakthrough of your life. You didn't know how to take betrayal and make it your bounce back. But he's got tools. Somebody say, he's got tools. He's got tools. He's got tools that he causes all things to work together as a plan. Which means God says, I'm going to make this thing look so good, it's going to look like that's exactly the way it was supposed to happen. He has a plan for what you and I didn't plan for. Okay, so he's into the details like that. So let me show you the details he's into. We're almost there. Acts 17, 26. Having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their lands and territories. Determined is the operative word in the verse. Which means God says, I determined the who about you. Watch me. I determined who you would be. I determined what your name is. Your name prophesies. I was telling them this morning in Denver that my first name, and this is what my mama named me. See, my first name means handsome. Where's the lie? I'm just saying, okay? I'm just playing. Don't be offended. And if you're offended, like, get over it. Seriously. Right, this is a joke. Uh, uh, there was a, they called, that he was sainted in the Roman Catholic Church. and referred to him as Saint Kevin. And what he did was that he led this huge movement in the land of Ireland that brought the entire nation to God. <laughs> come on. Come on. All right, watch me. My middle name means close to God. My last name means overseer, bishop. So my name means a handsome overseer that's close to God that brings people to God. Now, now, now pay attention, pay attention. Elbow your neighbor, say, your name means something too. 
you need to know what your name means which is why you got to look it up because every time somebody says your name they're saying more than just your name they're speaking something into your future they're speaking something into your next he determined the who but watch me not just the who that you are he determined watch me the who that would be around you there are certain who's that God says that who can't be around you have you ever wanted to connect with somebody and God shut that thing down? You ever wanted to be friends with somebody and God shut that thing down? Here it is. You ever wanted to get in somebody's little click and God wouldn't let you get in their little click because when you got around the click, the click didn't click? He determined the who. Let's go. He determined the what. He determines your where. He determines your why. He determines your how. Watch me. He even determines your when. So he's into the details of my life. And this month, in this series, we're going to break down all of that so you understand who you are, what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to be, why you're supposed to be there, how it's going to go down, and the whim. Now, the timing is important because times matter to God. Say, time matters to God. Pay attention. The Bible, uh, its timetable is not based off of the Gregorian calendar that you and I know that goes from January to December named after Pope Gregory the 13th. No, the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar and it has seven major feast days that the Bible commands that we honor. Four in the spring, three in the fall. The Bible says these are to be honored forever. What's forever mean? Forever. The first is the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. That happened on September the 17th. That was a brand new spiritual year. Pay attention. I'm going to give you a few opportunities to shout and I'm almost done. You ready? I'm almost done. You ready? All right. All right. Touch your neighbor. Say, your new is now. Which means when the world is celebrating Happy New Year on December 31st, we got a three and a half month head start. Which means by the time I get to December, I've already completed things that other people are just getting ready to talk about. You ready? Why do I need a head start? Because for many of us, that's the favor that God gives us. Because we weren't given the same advantages others were. We weren't given the same things that people were to make it ahead. So what does God do? God says, I'll give you a head start. Which means, watch me, here's your next shout. Your next shout is that God is about to get you to where you're going much faster than you thought you'd get there. I'm going to give you a shout right there. Uh-uh. You, you, watch me. You're going to have it done before the end of this month. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're going to have some results and some fruit to show before this month is over. Would you touch the person next to you, please, and just encourage them. Say, your new is now. Let's go. Number two. Number two is called the Day of Atonement. And we just honored that this past Wednesday. That's 10 days following the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. The Day of Atonement is also known as Yom Kippur. Now pay attention. This particular feast, it seals God's judgment for the next 12 months of your life. We honor that by fasting. And if you've been connected, you know that we honored that. But what you may not know is that we're on another feast. And somebody say, it's today. Okay, this is called the Feast of Tabernacles. Pay attention. And uh, what are the feasts, Bishop? The feasts are times that God meets with us. And your prayer sets a meeting with God. Your praise sets a meeting with God. Your worship sets a meeting with God. The feasts are times God says, I want to meet with you. Now, it's one thing when you ask to meet with your supervisor. It's another thing when your supervisor wants to meet with you. Now, if your performance has been a little off, you're like, "Uh uh-oh. But, if, but watch me, but if you have an expectation that I've been doing a great job and I expect that this meeting is about to be something that's going to increase me, I wish you'd touch your neighbor and say, I've been waiting on this meeting. I've been waiting. Oh yeah, because this ain't going to be a meeting of dismissal. This is going to be a meeting of promotion. This ain't going to be a meeting of something negative. This is going to be a meeting where they're about to give you the corner office you work for. This is not going to be a meeting where you're about to get some bad news. This ain't going to be a doctor's appointment. You get some bad news. You're about to get some good news. Please, Atlanta, I'm almost done. Tell somebody, say, this is going to be a good meeting. 
Touch two more people. Say, this is going to be a good meeting. Let's go. Let's go. The feasts, Brian, are times that God wants to meet with us. And he sets these times twice a year in the spring and in the fall. Now, the, these feasts were referred to as an open heaven. And I need you to listen real carefully right through here. An open heaven is a significant term. If you're in church, people use this term all the time. We're under an open heaven, under an open heaven. The only two times the Bible says that we're under an open heaven, watch me, is when God calls the meeting a feast, or, or, or watch me, or when you pray it through. Okay, let me give you an example of the second one. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 10, he prayed and asked God for something. The Bible says that the first day that he prayed for it, that the Lord sent the answer. But for 21 days, the answer was withheld because there was a spiritual battle going on, watch me, that Daniel couldn't see. For some of y'all, there's a whole lot of what you can't see that's affecting what you can see. The battle was so bad, Sean, the battle was so bad that the Bible says that the angel had to go get an archangel, one of the ruling, ranking angels, to come help him. Because watch me, what the angel was about to bring him was so big. Wait a minute. What if I told you all the resistance that's been coming against you is telling you that what God's about to release to you is just that big. It took so long because you ain't about to birth no regular baby. You about to birth like elephant. What you mean? It's about to shake the earth. Oh my God. I wish you touch somebody next to you and say, God's going to do something big in your life. God, I need faith in this building. Please lay your hands on yourself. Say, it took so long because it's going to be so big. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. So the archangel, the angel has some of the archangels. Man, come on, help me. The Bible says it took them 21 days. 21 days. This is where we get the concept of the 21-day Daniel fast. Yeah. Because for 21 days, Daniel has to fast to get an open heaven. Yeah. But during a feast, God says, I'm just going to move the impediment. I'm going to move the interference. I'm going to move the blockage out your way. And today is the last of the fall feast that lasts until next week called the Feast of Tabernacles. I need you to hear me. Lift your hands. Say, heaven is open over my life. Oh, God's about to speak loud and clear to you. What you've been confused about, you're going to have clarity about. Watch me tonight. Oh, my God. What you were not certain you were supposed to do, you're going to know exactly what you're supposed to do. God says, I'm putting you under an open heaven, which means there'll be no impediment. There'll be no blockage. There'll be no interference. Today, and I'm done, is the Feast of Tabernacles in the Bible. It is also known as the Feast of Sukkoth. It's also known as the Feast of Booths. It's also known as the Feast of Tents. Pay attention. It means three things. This feast isn't just one day. It lasts for several days. All right? Watch me. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, for the next several days, you're under an open heaven. Okay. That's how you say that to you? Come on. You can, no, no, no. you got to have more authority in your voice. Say, lay your hands on yourself. Say, for the next several days. Ooh, that's it right there. Say, you're under an open heaven. Say, no interference. <laughs> Say, no impediment. Say, no blockage. Say, God's going to speak to me clearly. So what, what does this feast represent? Three things and we out. Number one. It's called the Feast of Tabernacles because it, it, it was temporary dwellings. This is going to shout me. Man, if I walk off the stage, y'all just play. Come on up, Gail, and y'all sing something. Okay? No, because I may just have to just go shout in that corner right there. Okay? Ready? Um, so the Feast of Tabernacles represented the temporary dwellings 
that the farmers would have to live in. You ready? While they were harvesting. I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here. Which means, you ready? For every person where you feel like there's all these unsettled things in your life. Watch me. That doesn't mean you're in the wilderness. You are not in a wilderness. You're about to get your harvest. Oh my. Okay. They shouting over here now. They shouting over here now. You're like, I feel unsettled. It's harvest time. I feel uncertain. It's harvest time. I got all this stuff going on. It's harvest time. This month somebody say, it's your harvest time. Let's go. Let's go. Look at me. Look at me. Bishop. Bishop. How do I know? Now, for those of you not familiar, what does harvest time mean? If I sow something, I got to reap something. The reaping, Galen, is called harvesting. The reaping, Yolanda, is called harvesting. Pay attention. You sowed loyalty. You about to get some loyalty. You sold money. Baby, you about to get some. Y'all ain't going to tell <laughs> you. sold friendliness. You're about to get some friendliness. See, harvesting means whatever I've sown, I'm finally about to reap. Now, this place is not for everybody. But for those of us that know, we have sown some good stuff. But we ain't yet seen the harvest. I just need you to release your praise, right? Come on, tell somebody sold and say, it's our harvest time. You've been waiting and praying and praying and waiting and waiting and praying and waiting and praying and praying and waiting and waiting and praying and waiting and waiting and praying and praying and waiting and waiting and praying and praying and waiting. It's finally. Let's go. How do I know it's harvest time? One of these three things is happening all three at the same time. You're not comfortable. Okay? Who's got some areas of your life where you're like, I'm just not comfortable? Comfort means that I've settled into this. See, whenever they were harvesting, you couldn't stay at your normal. You couldn't go, go to the field to pick it up and bring it back to your home because the journey was too great. So you'd have to set up a temporary space. Okay, let me preach. You'd have to cancel five purchase contracts in the city. Come on. And God said, you're going to have to do this different than what you planned. You're going to have to do it at a different time. I'm preaching to myself than what you planned. You're going to have to get up at 4 a.m. to get on planes. It's not comfortable, but it's harvest time. Let's go. It's not comfortable. Let's go. Nor convenient. This isn't comfortable. This isn't convenient. I gotta set this temporary dwelling. I got a whole house. Why do I have to set this temporary thing up? Watch me. And I'm not used to this. And it's not how you calculate it. Now, how many got at least one? Put a one up. How many got at least two of these things going on? Put a two up. How many got at least three of these things going on? Put a three up. Online, you type it. You type it. Here's your shout. You ready? Here's your submission. I'm tired of shouting. I don't know why. Because whenever you get victory, you shout. This morning while I was at the airport leaving DIA to come to Denver, I noticed all these people with CU gear on. I said, my God, Deion Sanders, and really, he's good for the team. He's good for business. He's good for business. Now, what's amazing is I heard they lost. But what's amazing is these people still had their hats on. 
still had their shirts on. They were still shouting for a team that lost. Wait a minute. Your God has never, ever lost. I wish you would be in this building quiet. I wish you would be at home online quiet. Somebody say he's never lost. Look, look, look. It's not comfortable. We got to go. It's not convenient. It's not how you calculate it. It's this temporary dwelling that they set up. This is not convenient. Come on. Yeah. It is, uh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Watch me. I don't even know how to navigate with this. Because, watch me. Because, because this is so different than what I'm used to. And for some of y'all, you prayed for noon. New showed up. You can't rebuke what you prayed for. You can't rebuke what you asked for. You asked for new. You asked for better. You asked for greater. Tell somebody, say, it's not supposed to feel like the old place. <laughs> this ain't supposed to feel like the old church. This ain't supposed to feel like the old relationship. This is not, it's not supposed to feel like the old. This is, I can't even, I can't, it don't even, it don't, but watch me, but, but God, it don't even feel like this fits. It doesn't even feel like, you ready? It doesn't even feel like this is going to work. My Lord. Oh, Jesus. A, I, don't, I don't even know how this, this is, this, but how can I deal with it? Look at the screen. Put the, put the point up. It's temporary. The new feeling is about to wear off. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Sometimes, watch me, you just got to break that thing in. Mm -mm. And watch me, and you'll be able to fit in what you thought you'd never be able to fit into. I came to tell somebody tonight, you prayed for new. Your new is now. Watch me, and that feeling is temporary. You're about to spread out. You're about to get comfortable. You're about to recognize this is exactly what I prayed for. This is exactly what I asked for. I just need you to lift your hands. Worship God with no music. Don't hide behind the band. Worship your God for 10 seconds. That is temporary. Go 10, 9, Eight, we're almost done. Seven, six, five. You moved and it's uncomfortable. I know it's a new career and it's uncomfortable. I know you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make it. I know. I know. But it is temporary. Number two, here's what the Feast of Tabernacles represents. We got to go transition from Egypt. See, Atlanta, I love y'all because see, when y'all stand like that, Oh, y'all put a demand on the word right there. It's a transition. Somebody say, I'm in transition. The Feast of Tabernacles was instituted when they were in transition from Egypt into the wilderness, into their promise. Now, it's temporary, but it's transition. Transition never feels good because it's like living out, of a, living out of luggage. It's like living out of boxes. You better hear me. You better hear me. Uh, Leviticus 23, 43. I made the Israelites live in temporary shelters. I made them. I made them. I made them. Because I need you to know that this don't make you. Mm. Only go say that. I need you to know that car doesn't make you. I need you to know that house doesn't make you. Uh-oh. I need you to know that relationship does not make you. So I will put you in something transitional so that you recognize what's transitional does not make you. This is why they fired you. You didn't do nothing wrong. God says, I'm about to make you deal with something temporary so you recognize it doesn't make you. Don't your neighbor say, I make it. I made the Israelites. I made the... God... 
make it comfortable for me. No. God, make it easy for me. No. I made the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. But we had houses in Egypt. Yolanda, we had houses in Egypt. But you were a slave. You shall know what used to be, but you didn't realize the price you had to pay to have it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And what God's about to do for you, watch me. Can't nobody get the glory but God. I feel like going to church right through here. I wish you touched two people and say, nobody's going to get the glory but God. God did it. God did it. God did it. God did it. I got to go. God did it. 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 Let's go. Let's go. God did not leave them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory. Even though that was the shortest route. Shut your mouth talking to me. I don't, not literally. This is so good to me. It's so good to me. So good to me. God didn't lead them through the main road. Some of you, some, look, touch your neighbor and say, you're not mainstream. <laughs> Tell them and say, good. Say, the niche gets more. I ain't never seen a Rolls Royce commercial, but they charge more for them cars than everybody else do. But watch me, you trying to be mainstream. God says, I'm trying to make you a specialty product, y'all. Everybody can't afford, oh my God, would you touch your neighbor and say, everybody can't afford to be around you. Everybody, no, you're going to have to take your thinking up. You're going to have to take your attitude up. You're going to have to take your beliefs up. You can't come around with me no broke, busted, disgusted, slave gospel telling me I'm supposed to be broke down. Let's go. God did not lead them around the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though it's the shortest road to the promised land. God says, I'm going to delay you on purpose. Shut up talking to me. I got to hurry up. I got to go. I said, me. God says, I didn't take you the short way. Even though, even though I could have. The short way was a straight line. Christian, the, sh the, 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 the shortest way, the, the, the quickest point between two. This is between two points, is a uh, straight line. Straight line. That's what they call it. Uh, Lord, uh, so why you got me all over here? I'm all, I'm every type of different place. Watch me, God. I'm all everywhere. Watch me. Nobody sees me. Nobody knows where I'm at. Things are weird. Things are crazy. I, I don't even know. And I, watch me, I found myself in a totally different place and position. And don't nobody even know where I'm You took me a roundabout way? See, when I just did that, nobody knew where I was. Pay attention. And for some of you, you're like, God, I'm overlooked right now. Let me prophesy to your neighbor. Touch him on the shoulder. Say, you may have been overlooked before. Say, but I prophesy. Tell him, say, but I prophesy you're about to be overbooked. I don't like the way they said it. Find you somebody that believes in you, that believes in the God in you. Touch them on the shoulder and say, I'm glad they overlooked you. Because God's about to take you out. Won't he? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. He says, because if the people see a battle. See, when I was back here, I didn't see what was going on out here. You didn't hear me. See, see, when I went the roundabout to get back into the same place. I didn't see what was going on in here. And for some of you, the reason God didn't let you go the short route is because you would have seen the warfare. 
and you would have said, this is too much. So you would have turned around and said, let me go back to the bar. Let me go back to the life I used to live. Let me go back to, oh, 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 oh. Let me go back to being with so-and-so because at least I know they're going to pay my bills. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I'm telling somebody. Let's back it up. <laughs> Y'all ready? Y'all ready? See, for some of you, I says, I didn't take you this way because I needed you. I need you to get so far away from that toxic relationship that I have to take you off the grid for a while. I'm talking to somebody. He says, he says, they might change their minds and return to Egypt if they're faced with the battle. We're done, Atlanta. But here's your next shout. Say, what is it for, Bishop? You looking at the battles you fought. Let's give God glory for the battles he kept you from. They don't shout in these three sections. Please, singers, at least give me a couple of shouters over here. You looking at all of what you had to fight. You can handle that. You can handle that. I want to thank God for the battles that he kept me from. I want to thank God for the warfare I didn't have to deal with. I want to thank God for what he stopped, what he blocked, and what he kept away from me. Come on, how about somebody? We're almost done. Say thank you for the battles you didn't fight. Number three. Number three, stand with me. We're done. Number three. Stand with me in the building. I don't like Stand with me. Number three, here's the piece of tabernacle. Because it starts when? Today. We're in it right now. It's happening right now. Touched by God's glory. Number one, temporary. Number two, transition. Number three, touched by God's glory. What's going to make the difference between you and somebody else? You know what gets me is people say, Bishop, it's so saturated. That's scarcity thinking. There's been so many people who do this. You know what I noticed in Atlanta? Um, it's about 400 variations of some juicy crab restaurant. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. It's about 400 soul food restaurants in one census tract. And what gets me, what I love about Atlanta is Atlanta, y'all don't just eat. Y'all eat, but then it be a DJ. I'm like, why we need a DJ? This is what. I remember that I was, we were having dinner one night and they dropped the lights, the DJ came. I said, what is that? Y'all didn't brought me to the club? I said, no, sir. I said, I can't tell. Listen. You ready? What's, what's going to make you different from anybody else? Say his glory. His glory. 2 Chronicles 5.3. The Bible says that it was at the feast or the festival of booths. Another name for tabernacles. This is Solomon. He's built God's temple. The Bible says in verse 6, they were offering countless sacrifices. That's why during the feast we sow something sacrificially. Verse 13. The singers praised and they thanked God in unison. Accompanied by the musical instruments. And here's what they said. He is good. And his mercy endures forever. Come on, lift your hands, open up your mouth. Say, he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Come on, lift your hands in the building. End of the line. Say, he is good. And his mercy endures forever. He is good. And his mercy endures forever. Look at the Bible. The Bible says, then, then the Lord's temple was Go to the previous verse, please. Was filled with a cloud. Cloud, there's this Hebrew word, kabod. 
which means his weight. Last verse. The Lord's glory filled God's temple. Look at me. This building is not a temple. The Bible says that now he came out of buildings and he's in you and I. So for those of you that say, God, I just want to be closer, tabernacles is your time to tap in. For those of you that say, God, I want to feel your presence like I've never felt it before, tabernacles is your time to tap in. Can I get you to lift your hands? Just give me 30 seconds and I'm going to get you out of here. Give me 30 seconds. Lift your hand in this building and online. They said that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, lift your hands and open up your mouth and just make that declaration. Say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Lift your hands, open up your mouth and worship your God for 30 seconds, go. Come on, in this building and online. Come on, in this building and online. The Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. Everybody lift that up. Say it. The Lord is good. Everybody say that. And his mercy endureth forever. Come on, everybody lift your voice. The Lord say. is good. And his mercy. And his mercy endureth forever. Come on, open your mouth and say it. The Lord is good. And his mercy. And his mercy endureth forever. And Atlanta, let me hear your worship. Just the voices, just the voices in the bay. Come on, open your mouth. Do what they did. The Lord is good. This is what they did. And his mercy endureth forever. Come on, y'all. If we do what they did, the we'll Lord, get what they get. The Lord is good. Yeah. And his mercy. And his mercy endureth yeah. forever. Say the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And his mercy. And his mercy endureth forever. Forever. in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, you're going to slip your hand up in this building or online. No guilt, no condemnation or no shame wherever you're at. If that's you, tonight's your night. 
tonight's your night. Bishop Foreman, I messed up, doesn't matter. Bishop Foreman, I sinned, doesn't matter. Bishop Foreman, I did this, doesn't matter. There's no place too low where the blood of Jesus cannot flow. There's no place too high where the blood of Jesus cannot draw nap. In this building or online, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. In the building, slip your hand up online, do the hand with emoji or say it's me when I count to three. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, respond. Harvest, we're a church that celebrates when people come to the Lord. So would you just celebrate for those that we can't see, those that we cannot see? Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fail or if I fall, give me the grace to get back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, you just prayed that prayer for the first time. Recommitted yourself to the Lord. Scan that QR code or text harvest to 55498. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Listen, what are we doing this month? We're building our team. Whenever you want to build something, you got to have a team in place. And so I encourage you, if you say, Bishop Foreman, I, I heard your voice. I know you're the shepherd I want to be connected to. I want to use my life to change the lives of other people. I want to encourage you, get in now. I want to encourage you to get in now. And so if you want to be a part, all you have to do it's text harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code into the option for join HC. If you have any questions, you can do that. There's several serving opportunities that you can use your life to change the lives of somebody else. Just look at the person next to you and say, there's an opportunity for you. Come on, tell them, say, there's room for you. Listen, we got to do these last two things very quickly tonight. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Somebody say, God's into the details of my life. Say, he's into the details of my life. Come on, say it. Say, he's into the details of my life. Last two things that I want to do very quickly. When you came in on your seat, there should have been elements for communion. I want you to get those. I want you to get those elements for communion. I want you to get those elements for communion. When you came in, just get those elements for communion. Thank you. We do the decision first because communion is reserved for believers. The Bible says that many took this moment and they took it casually. Paul says, for this reason, many of you sleep. Translation, they die. <laughs> Play with it. We, thank, we honor God for his sacrifice. Would you peel that first layer back, lift it towards heaven? This is our sixth service in Atlanta this year. Two in June, two in August, one in September, first in October. I'll see you next week. Somebody say next week. Six o'clock. Bring somebody with you. You got me? Lift, lift, your, uh, lift the bread towards, the, towards heaven. Some of you come from certain liturgical backgrounds, and so you can't imagine a bishop serving communion without his robes on. I wasn't doing that tonight. We got plenty of time. I'm in this for the long haul. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Got it? Lift it towards heaven. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform these elements now into your blood and your body. Thank you for your sacrifice that you offered to us 2,000 years ago. We eat now in remembrance of what you've done for us. You can receive the communion now. Peel that next layer back. If you grew up old school church, you're not used to these uh, communion value packs, as I call them. But if you're part of our online family, you can scan the QR code on the screen. Just leave it up, please. You can scan the QR code on the screen to get communion elements. We'll send them to you totally free. You just take care of the shipping. What does it do? Come on, choir. 
of wine sitting at the table with the person that's about to betray you look at your neighbor say oh what strength you have that you can smile at somebody that you know been running their mouth about you well you can pray for somebody that you knew wanted to see you fail would you look at the other neighbor and say oh what strength you have because of his blood Father, a bishop in your church transform this now to your blood let it wash us that it cleanses on this first Sunday covering this entire month. Redeem us, wash us, cleanse us from everything in the first nine months. Let the last three be better than the first nine. In Jesus' name, you can receive the juice. You can pass your elements to the end of the row. They'll come get those. Last thing we got to do. Last thing we got to do. I told you this was debt-free Sunday. Just get something that represents your finances real quickly. I'm going to move as quick as I can tonight. Y'all get some out of the word? Glad you came to church tonight. Instead of you glad you came to church tonight. Come on. Um, so I believe in debt freedom. I know what it is. Um, I started my first business when I was 12. Um, and by the time I was 21, I built Denver's largest real estate, black-owned real estate finance brokerage. I then watched that industry collapse over the weekend. <laughs> I just opened a brand new office. I was in ministry simultaneously. I was an associate pastor at the time. And I said, God, if you show me how to get out of this, I will teach people how to do it. The Lord allowed me to go through a valley because he directed my steps to be anointed in that area. I just want you to speak to say, I attract increase. I attract increase. Um, let me just tell you, when you live debt free, you live a different type of life. Uh, people can't start stuff with you because you don't need what they have. I just so whatever you got to represent your finances tonight, I encourage you to get our app. Maybe you're like, Miss, I didn't even know about that. That's cool. Just get the app. You know about your finances. I'm using my phone. For some of you, you don't have anything to represent debts because you have none. <laughs> you gotta hear me. It was important to me that as we were building Harvard Church, that we did it debt free important to me as a man of God that I owe nobody anything 
except to love them. You got to hear me. That way, nobody can ever punk me. Nobody can ever, but you can rock that, 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 because I'm good. Just look at your neighbor and say, I'm good. And my prayer today is whatever debts you've got, we're going to pray that those debts get up off of you. For some of you, they're going to be canceled. For some of you, they're going to be forgiven. For some of you, God's going to give you the resources to pay it off. But here's my prayer, that in the next 12 months, you will be totally debt-free. I want you to lift, your, lift whatever represents your finances. Say, it's debt-free Sunday. Say, in Jesus' name, I decree and I declare by faith that I will owe no one anything except to love them. I decree and declare by faith that increase will be attracted to me. Say, I decree and I declare by faith that according to the word of God in Deuteronomy 15, that debts would be canceled, that debts would be forgiven, that debts would fall off of my life. In Jesus' name, over the next 12 months, I speak that I will be totally debt-free. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, no, no debts, no debts, no debts. I'll be the lender and not the borrower. In Jesus' name, Atlanta, this is the last praise for the night, but shout for your debt freedom in this building and on that. You'll owe nobody. 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 Come on, just touch two people around you saying you'll owe nobody. And student loans will be canceled. And mortgages will be paid off. And cars will be paid off. And people will finance what you do. People will be benefactors. God's going to send you people that pay for what's in you. He's going to send you people to pay for what you want to do. And you will do it debt-free. And you will do it debt-free. And you will do it debt-free. Lift your hands and say, I'll do it debt-free. In Jesus' name. We got to go. We got to go. We have to go. We have to go. We have to go. So hear my heart. Hear my heart. Let's make this declaration. Saying, I'll owe no one anything except to love them. Make this declaration. Say, I won't work for money. I'll do it because I want to. Say, I'll make my living from my giving. See, we got to get out of this thing with people. I'm exchanging time for money. What? I exchange services for money. What? No, do what you want to do. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. Because when you can do what you want to do, the money doesn't move you. You got to hear me. Look at your neighbor and say, money will not move you. See, I pray for some of you that your interest covers all of your... You missed it. I pray that your money just sitting in the bank have enough interest that it covers your expenses. Don't tell me it ain't possible. You elbow somebody next to you say, your interest will cover your expenses. You, can't, you cannot be under the bondage of debt. It's bondage. I pray over the next 12 months, everybody connected to me, everybody connected to Harvest, that that oil be on you. I said that was the last praise. But it's one more. 
because I just heard the Lord say there's somebody in this building by the end of this month you're going to have $42,378 worth of debt totally canceled now, I don't know who you are but you need to go back and listen to the number that I just said because that number won't fall to the ground if you think I might be talking to you I'm going to give you 10 seconds to praise him right there if you don't think I'm talking to you do nothing Listen, at Harvest, we do something called sow to seal. We're going to seal. We're going to seal today. There's two seeds in this building. It's the beginning of a new month. There's two seeds. Say two seeds. There's a 31 to cover every day, and there's a 50. That's Jubilee. I'm sowing the 50. I sowed 31 this morning. I'm sowing the 50. You pick what level you want to sow. You say, Bishop, I want to sow more than that. Sow more than that. But we sow to seal. What does that mean, Bishop? It means when a word speaks life into you, you sow into that word. I'm a seed sower. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Um, I am, and I, I only say this just so you know, because again, you're getting to know me. I'm getting to know you. Um, I am, I think somebody tried to dethrone me as the number one giver. And when I, and when I found out, they was like, sir, somebody's ahead of you. I said, oh, for real? I said, well, what I got to give to get ahead of them? And I shot that money over. Um, I'm a giver. That's, that's who I am, and so you'll see that about my heart. This Christmas, we're going to give away thousands of toys, because we do it every Christmas. This Thanksgiving, we're going to give away thousands of pounds of food, because we do it every year. Um, on New Year's Eve, I told my team I want to give away a car. They say, we're givers. How can you sow? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, bishop form with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Givelify. That's on the screen. I love you, Atlanta. I, I know you. you're just getting to know me. Some of y'all know me because you've been with me for a little bit online or whatever, but um, I'm, uh, I love you and uh, I'm excited. Next Sunday, because I was getting DMs saying, Bishop, when is next time church? Here's Sunday. Six o'clock. So I need you to bring somebody with you, all right? Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Maybe you came in late, you weren't able to do it. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. As a faithful giver, I flourish. I believe what I just spoke over my finances. I will be debt-free and owe no one anything except to love them. I'm in the fourth quarter. Games are won in the fourth quarter. I speak winning over every area of my life. Come on, say it. Say, I speak winning over every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. The QR codes on the screen. Again, remember, we love our friends at Binding Church, but the QR codes on the seats, those go to them. And so you'll just want to use the screen that's on the, uh, or the QR code that's on the screen. You can use text to give, text them out to 84321 or cash app, dollar sign, Bishop with the number two. I'll see you next Sunday. Um, we have prayer every Monday night. Um, that's at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Wednesday Night Live Bible Study, you can tune into that online. I'll be doing that live from Denver. And then I'll be right back here. I'll be in Denver in the morning. Then I'll be in Atlanta. Thanks to planes, trains, and automobiles. I'll be in Atlanta to next Sunday. At what time? Six o'clock. And we're gonna move on what God is today. We end every service like this. We say, love God, love people, and love life. Would you do that with me? Love God, love people, and love life. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app.
or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.